Hello, and welcome to Live on Web Extra. I'm coming to you shortly after we completed our discussion about drivers and the driver shortage. I want to thank again Alfonso Lewis and Kevin Birch for joining us and sharing their thoughts today. I'm here with senior reporter Rip Watson, who's gonna, who has been nice enough to hang around and to answer a few of the viewer questions that have come in that we were not able to get to. Thanks for a few more minutes, Rip. Always a pleasure. Appreciate Always it. Always a pleasure. And a very, very interesting uh, conversation today. Uh, I, I hope viewers got a lot out of it. Let me go to the questions. There are a number. We touched on shippers, shipper issues. A number of questions about the four and during the chat came in. A couple from Ken Walden, also uh, Raluca Pascu of Alcoa Wheels were just two of the people that wanted to know a little bit more from the shipper perspective, uh, specifically, Rip. How can shippers modify operations to facilitate better carrier equipment optimization and, by extension, enhance drivers' experience of maximizing miles and pay? I think the easy answer here, and you'll hear it from both carriers and shippers and drivers alike, is make life as efficient as possible, plan ahead, minimize the amount of time that a driver spends at a facility. Don't let the driver use up half of his or her working time just sitting. But it's important to remember here and what carriers and shippers alike will say privately to us that what really needs to be done here is that folks need to be thinking well in advance and thinking together because the collaboration process is going to produce a whole lot more than a shipper that comes in and says, oh, well, any time is fine with me, only to find out that no particular time other than a 30-minute window is good. I want to go to a question from Mary E. Uh, she, she commented while we briefly were discussing benefits during our program, we didn't have a chance to dive deeper into that, she was inquiring about what do we think about benefits, how widely are they used uh, in the industry offered to company drivers, and are they helping with retention? No, I think you could take a quick look at the American Trucking Association's dri uh, driver compensation survey, and you can see the answer right away. The f parts of the trucking industry that offer the most benefits are the private fleets, which virtually all offer uh, insurance, paid time off, health insurance, those kinds of things. And they have the lowest turnover in the industry. Uh, that means they've got the best retention in the industry. Uh, if you look at less than truckload and truckload, they, they each have some benefits that they offer, but uh, ultimately we need to remember benefits by themselves are just a part of a package that involves pay, it involves assignments, it involves home time, it involves the way drivers are treated. So uh, I hope that helps a little bit. Thank you. Next I want to go to uh, a question from Brian Ossenbeck, a vice president with J.P. Morgan. He asked about fuel prices. Everyone knows diesel and gasoline prices are, are, are continuing to go down along with oil. He was inquiring if these lower fuel prices in any way will be translating into any additional pay for drivers. Mm. It's kind of uncharted territory. I think it's kind of exciting in a way. Um, one could say that um, it's been a very long time since we've seen 
fuel prices going down at the same time that driver pay is going up. Um, I think the the more easy to come to answer is that uh, if you're going to give drivers more money when fuel prices are going down, what are you going to do when the fuel price goes up? You're going to cut their pay? Don't think so. So um, I think there, as much as that looks like a tempting thing right now, what we've got here is um, two pieces of the puzzle that really don't fit together as neatly as uh, some people would hope. I don't think many people uh, thought that prices would be where they are now. Probably unlikely that they're going to stay here forever also. So, so that might be in planning ahead. Going too far down that road might not be a good idea. Last, I want to go to a question from Mary Martinez. She inquired as we were talking today about marketing specifically to the construction industry, that there are a lot of folks already have some training in driving forklifts or tractors, and if targeting uh, uh, those candidates may help in terms of many of the shortage uh, uh, problems that we outlined during our chat today. You know, Neil, that's a, to me that's a, gr a fascinating question, and here's the main reason. Traditionally, the, if you listen to fleet executives, they'll say, Oh, every time that the construction industry picks up, we lose drivers to those folks. Um, now, the, the interesting point here, though, is um, they do have a lot of the same skills. And with driver pay going up, perhaps there is going to be that kind of a transition uh, back in the other direction. The other thing that I want we need to mention here is that... Uh, over time, driver pay has not kept up with wages in the construction industry. So that may have artificially kept people on the construction side. Maybe now that driver pay is going up and compensation and benefits are going up too, um, maybe it, it is time for a little flow back or payback, depending on how you look at it. All right. Well, thank you, Rip. Uh, I'm, I hope this helped. I'm sorry if we were not able to get to your question. We are anticipating doing many more of these live on webs as we go forward, uh, digging into more driver topics as well as many of the other key topics facing the industry. I want to thank also our sponsors for today's chat, again, EBE Technologies and Lytics. For Rip Watson, I'm Neil Apt. Thank you for joining us for this live on web extra.